your name from the rooftops I'll proclaim that I am yours I am yours with all that I am I pay attention to your loving hands I am yours oh, so I'll count just open our hearts to you this morning, Father. God, we do open our arms and our hearts, Father God, to welcome you in, Father. God, we thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us. God, we thank you, Lord, that you're faithful, Father God. Lord God, even when we can't be faithful, your word says that you're faithful unto us, oh God. We just turn our hearts to you today, Father. We just adore you and worship you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you call us yours. We thank you, God, that nothing can snatch us out of your hand. We give you praise, Father. Luke 1, 45 says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. So this was Mary, right? She's carrying the Christ child in her. Something more than flesh and blood. Something greater. Amen. Something that could do what no one, no person, nothing else on this earth could ever do. 
Here's what I feel like the Lord wants us to know today. If you're a child in his kingdom, there's a deposit within you of his kingdom. And nothing that the enemy tries to do can stop it. If you believe. It says if she be- because she believed, it was fulfilled. Amen. Fulfilled means it was completed, completely done, finished all the way. What God has put in you. And this is what I feel like the enemy has tried to stop some of us over the last season. He has tried to abort the seeds of the Lord within us through many ways. But God is not going to let that happen if we stand and believe. Amen. Some of the things within us have lied dormant. And God is saying in this next season, I'm going to call forth those things within you that have not been able to come forth in days past. I'm going to release upon you a new anointing. I'm going to release upon you the callings and the giftings. I'm going to call forth those seeds that I've deposited within you, says the Lord. And you're going to fulfill what I have for you to completion. Without fail. Without fail. Because God is not a God that he would lie. And he who has begun a good work in us will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father.
Come on, lift up holy hands. He's a healer to the sick. He's a healer to the brokenhearted. He's a healer to the broken soul. And you may feel like you're in a million pieces today, but I can tell you, I serve a God who can pick up every piece and put things back in order and back, back together. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise in the house. If you're here today, you say, hey, pastor, I know someone that has a need or I have a need. Would you just lift up your hand? Look around. There's a lot of people with their hands raised in the house. There are, I got a call today that's, that some people are, are sick, and uh, we're just going to pray that God would touch bodies, minds, souls, relationships today. How many believe that God can do it? Amen? Come on. <clears throat> I believe he can do it. And in 2022, I'm coming into this year with greater expectation of what God can do than I ever have in my life. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, just buckle up, get ready, church, because I believe God is going to do the unexpected, okay? So let's come in together with agreement today. Lord, we lift up every need in this house, God, every situation. God, situations that seem impossible, that seem like that they're not going to work out, that just seem like, like that, that people are facing a, a wall that, is, that, is, that they're incapable of going over. God, you can move walls. God, you can move things that seem impossible. God, I pray today, Lord, that you would activate our faith as the people of God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just move us to a greater level of faith, God. We put our trust in you, God. We don't put our trust in man, but we put our trust in you. You are the living God. You are the everlasting God. God, we would put our trust in you, the name of Jesus, the name above every other name. God, the name that is above cancer the name that is above COVID, God, the name that is above Alzheimer's, God, I just pray right now, Lord, that healing virtue would begin to flow, God, to those who need a touch in their body, God. Maybe they're praying for someone here today. Maybe maybe someone that isn't here, they lifted their hand and they're praying for someone. God, I pray, Lord, that you would reach down where they're at and touch them. God, I ask, Lord, that you would mend hearts. God, heal the brokenhearted. God, bind up their wounds, God. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise, God. We give you adoration in the house today, and we believe it. Come on, if you believe that, give Jesus the biggest praise you have. Amen. This is what I want you to do. I want you to find about three people around you. You don't have to shake their hand, but you can give them a fist bump or you can give them a wave. But I want you to find about five people and tell them it is good to see them in the house of the Lord in 2022. How many had a, a good New Year's? Four of you had a good New Year's. How many of you went to bed before midnight? The wise people did that. 
How many went to bed after midnight? How many wish they would have went to bed before midnight? All right. Uh, I tell you what, uh, it, it's hard for me to even believe that we're in 2022. Um, it just blows my mind. Um, you know, time is time is a crazy thing. And, uh, you know, in this life, time comes and time passes. And, and the older I get, the more I realize time really does fly by. And, uh, and you know, when they say seize every moment, it's true. You really should seize every moment because things are just happening. And we live at a, at a pace of life that is, is quickly, uh, that we're constantly moving and constantly going. And I was reminded this week, um, as, you know, kind of in between Christmas and New Year's is kind of a, a little bit of a time at a church where most churches kind of, we're kind of reset. They kind of, we dismissed our Wednesday night service. And if you were here Wednesday night, I'm sorry because no one was here. Um, but, uh, but we dismissed our service. And throughout the week this week, God just kind of reminded me. Um, I had some time and didn't get a lot of phone calls this week concerning a lot of things. But I just had, had some time alone to be with the Lord. And I love those moments. And I, God reminded me that I need those moments in my life. Sometimes you know, and I'll be transparent today. As a pastor, sometimes I get so busy doing the work of the Lord that I forget that I'm doing the work of the Lord for the Lord. And sometimes I miss my focus. And so, uh, you know, just being totally transparent, God just reminded me, grabbed me by the ears because he has to grab me by the ears and looked at me and said, TJ, I love you. I want to spend some time with you. And so I had some cool moments with God this week. And I love that, and I pray that, pray that you did too. He just reset my soul. And sometimes we just need a reset in our lives. And um, the month of December was a great month, beautiful month, but a busy month. And I uh, felt like that, uh, you know, we just gave a lot out. Sometimes you do that in ministry, you just you give a lot. And uh, I needed that moment of rest. If you're tired in your soul, the Lord wants to give you rest. And so uh, I just want to encourage you. That's not what I'm speaking on today, but, man, that was good. <clears throat> Sermon number one. <laughs> oh, I want to say welcome today. If you're a guest with us, we're so glad that you're here with us. And so glad that you chose to be in the house of the Lord on the first Sunday of 2022. You are setting a great standard by doing that today. Come on. If you're a guest with us today, we want to say welcome. We're so glad you're here. Whether you're here in person or you're watching online, we say welcome. Can we give all of our guests a welcome today? Uh, we are just um, thrilled that you're here today, and we have some information. We want to we wanna get some information from you. We want to get to know you. We want to know you better, and, uh, and so we have these cards in the back of our information cards, and they'll go over this at the end of service. They'll do a much better job than I will, but there's some information cards back there. If you'll grab that, fill that out, we don't want to spam you. We don't want to bug you, but we just want to make contact with you. If there's something we could pray for you about, you could write that on there. And we want to just get to know you. And so we, we say that from the bottom of our hearts. We are, I like to say this, we are one big family around here. Amen? We are. <clears throat> and uh, if you're here, we want you to be part of the family. 
And we believe that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. You say, well, I don't know if God does. I promise you God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Well, I'm old. God has a purpose and a plan. Well, I'm young. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Hear me today. Uh, God has a lot to do for you. And I tell you what, I am just thrilled in my heart. I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask my wife to come up here. Isn't she beautiful? I out kicked my coverage with Tristan. She is much prettier. I, I married up. She married down. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. But I want my wife to greet you today, this morning. And I don't know why. I just felt like I, you, I, you needed to do that today. Is that okay? Uh, she's going to punch me. She's here, so go ahead. Good morning, church. Happy New Year. Well, it's good to be in service. Um, it's been, like you said, a busy season, and I am tired. I have not slept well, but um, so say an extra prayer for me. But I needed service this morning. It's good to be in God's house with all of you, and we love you all. And I want to say thank you for all the Christmas love from everybody. I know TJ said that, but I appreciate that so much. And many of you loved on us and prayed for us and gave us cards and gifts and everything so we just love you all so much and are honored to be your pastors that is my wonderful wife and I love her we've been married now 18 years it'll be 19 years man time flies uh this year, and uh, I tell you, what, she's the love of my life. Will be, always will be. And I, I can I just say this? I'm grateful that God gave me the spouse that He gave me. He knew what He was doing. He knew what I needed, and uh, I pray that He knew what she needed. I pray that I am that. And so, uh, but uh, anyways, I, I just wanted to do that today. Um, I do want to say this: coming into January, there's a whole lot of things that churches do at the beginning of the year. We we cast vision usually at the beginning of the year set a tone for the year and the direction that we want to go i'm not specifically going to do that today but um one of the things that we like to do and that we ought to do and last year we got a little bit of a late start on this um it was almost intentional on my part i um we did a couple of fasts last year and uh, we're going to start this year starting january 11th we're going to do a, a 21 day fast again um, and the reason that we do that, some of you just got scared when you, you hear the word fast. Some of you are like, oh, Lord, help us, right? And this fast is not designed to help you lose weight from all the Christmas stuff that you ate. This fast is to help set a tone in your heart for the direction that God has for you in the year to come. Um, if you remember the story in the New Testament where Jesus, where his disciples were trying to cast out the demon in the, in, in the child, and <clears throat> they couldn't do it, and Jesus came and he told them, he said, these things don't just happen, you know. They, they come by what? Prayer, and you want to make a change in your life. You want to do something awesome. You want to be a different, make a difference for God in 2022. Start with prayer and start with fasting. And 
And uh, we're, we're going to ask you, and the reason we're telling you this this week is so you could pray this week on what you want to fast. And there's different kinds of fast. And, um, you know, one of the most traditional ones is to, is to give up uh, food. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights with just water. I would not recommend that one unless, unless <laughs> you just really feel the tug of the spirit. But, you know, there's the Daniel fast, which is, um, you know, basically um, giving up uh, meat and bread and, and eating vegetables and fruit. Some of you are like, oh, man, I don't want to be Daniel's fast, right? Um, and then there's fast from certain things that are, that, that are in the way of our lives, things like um, social media. Oh, that was quiet. It's amazing to me how we depend on social media for a lot of things in our lives and how we've come dependent upon a lot for a lot of information and things. But it's it's amazing to me when we separate ourselves from those things and we spend the hours that we might spend on social media in the word and praying how God can transform us. Amen. And so those are those are just a few things. And if you're not sure and I can give you a little bit more guidance, you can catch me after church and, and, and uh, you know, and maybe you can give up you know, uh, certain things, uh, you know, to every person. And this is what, I'm not going to tell you what to fast or even to fast, but what I am going to tell you is seek the Lord and ask the Lord what he would ask of you. Now, that's a tough thing for a lot of us to do is to ask the Lord those things and say, Lord, what would you require of me and what do you want from me? And, Lord, what is something that is in the way of you, of me knowing you. And so I want to get all those distractions out of my life. How about you? Amen. So I want to just, uh, uh, what we do when we do that, we'll, we'll have every day we'll put something on social media. We have an email um, blast that we send out, and there'll be a devotion, a scripture, and something uh, to pray about specifically. I want you to pray for you. I want you to pray for your church and all those things that we know to pray for, but this will just give you some guidelines and some things to pray for. Uh, specifically, and I believe that when we come together in prayer, when we come together in unity, when we come together in one accord, God will shake the foundations of hell, amen, and that lives would be changed, and that our church would move to a level, to a place, to a new place that it's never been before, amen, and so I, I don't know about you, I'm pretty excited about that, and uh, you may not get excited about that, but I want to encourage you to be a part of that, and uh, and uh, just pray on that this week, all right? Everyone look at your neighbor. Smile real big at them. And ask them if they comb their hair before they came to church today. <clears throat> Amen. How many love the Lord? I love the Lord. Hmm. I love you, Jesus. Lord, there's none other beside you. Lord, I worship you in the majesty of your holiness today. God, I give you adoration and praise in this house. Glory be to your name. Lord, nothing else in 2022, Lord, that I want more important than 
moving up in a career, and buying a new house, buying a new car, or whatever the case. More important than all of those things, Lord, is to know you more. So, Lord, today I just I lay out my heart and I say, Lord, I, I want to know you more in 2022. God, I'm thankful for everything that's been done in the past. But, God, I'm ready for what is going to un- unravel and, and, and be known in 2022. Amen. Will you just close your eyes for just a moment? Will you, will you just... Will you just Please do that for me and, I, and and surrender to the Holy Spirit today. I, I'm going to do something, and I unrehearsed here, un, uh, really not too too much planned. So it, don't be too critical on me here. I'm going to sing this song, and I believe they're going to put the words up there. You may not know this song. the Lord just kind of placed this song in my heart and this song is just the cry of my heart for 2022 and maybe this is for me personally but as the shepherd of this house I believe this transcends to you as well and I believe we've been distracted in 2021 and 2020 by a lot of things All I want is to know God more. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision. To see things like you do, God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision. To see things like you do, God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom to know just what to do. And I will love you, Lord, my strength. I will love you, Lord, my shield. Cause I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever, all my days, I will love you, God. Cause I will love you, Lord, my strength. Cause I will love you, Lord, my shield. Cause I
on, sing hallelujah. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Hallelujah, our God reigns. Forever all my days I will. Come on, sing that again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, sing it out, church. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. Forever all my days. Hallelujah. Come on and love on him today. Amen. Whew. You may be seated today. I'm looking for more Jesus in 2022. That's why I sang that song. It's, that song's been burning in my heart. My wife's tired of it, I think. My kids are probably tired of it. But it's been my anthem in this week. And I just, I can't get over it. And I, I want to just talk to you today. Setting the tone for 2022, I want to speak to you on a, a subject of, of this. And it's, it's going to be simple today. This is not going to be uh, uh, maybe, maybe like most of what I, what I preach. This may be a little bit different. This may have a little bit different tone. But, but I want you to receive it, all right? Uh, I, I want you to do this. Posture your heart today for what God has for you. Will you do that today? Uh, I want to speak to you on, on this thought, and I've titled my sermon, Look. Everyone say, Look. Everyone look at your neighbor say, Look. All right, good. Um, has anyone ever had someone um, look at you and say, What are you looking at? Maybe you're staring just a little bit too long at someone. They're like, what are you looking at? Maybe a sibling. Anybody ever, anybody ever said that to somebody? All right. Um, and, and that happens from time to time. When I played football in high school, I, I was, I know it's hard to believe, I was, I was a great football player. I'm just kidding. I, I, I played football in high school, and I was a defensive back. And as you could tell by my size that, you know, I was perfectly built for that position. And uh, defensive back, I played defense, and um, one of the things they taught us about being a defensive back, there's two things that you do when you, when you set, you, you uh, hey Carson, Wyatt, come here, all right, I'm going to do a little, in, in honor of John Madden's death, I'm going to do a little John Madden today, um, so Carson, I want you to set up right over here like, like a quarterback, okay? Wyatt, I want you to set up like a wide receiver. Uh, turn, turn. No, no, no. No, I don't want, no, no. I'm on defense here. Face me. Face me, all right? So I, I was a cornerback, and so the receiver would be out here. Uh, the, the quarterback would be turned. He's a golfer, all right? And, and, and what I would do on defense this is as, a, as a defensive back, this is what they taught us to do, is typically if we weren't playing bump and run, which we would play sometimes, bump and run is when you're up close and you just kind of jolt them and get them off, you know, off their step a little bit, miss, 
disrupt the flow of the play. But typically we would play like a zone defense, which means that we would be back. And so I would position myself, if I was playing the corner on the right, I would position myself like this, where half of my body is looking at this receiver. I'd give a little distance. Typically we'd watch film, and I would know about how fast this guy was and know if I needed to give him a little extra space or not, because this is what happens. With a defensive back, there's a lot that happens in a defensive back's mind really fast because they've got to make a decision really fast about what's going, going to happen, okay? And so here, this is what I would do. I would look, and they taught us this. Watch the receiver, but watch the ball. And so I would be two things happening at once. I would, I'd be focusing on this guy, but I'd also be watching the ball. See, because what can happen is if I'm, if I'm focused too much on this guy and they run the ball, that puts me out of position to be able to make a play in the middle of the field. And so what they taught us, hike the ball. Okay, perfect. Good job. You didn't say Omaha. And then, so this guy would take off. Slow down for me. All right. And I would, I would take off in a backpedal, and then I would keep my eyes. Go back, go back. Let's redo this again. Let's bird dog this. One step at a time. One step at a time. Say hike. One step. Boom. And so I would keep my eyes in the backfield, and I would be looking, and I would be seeing if he's going to to, to, to either hand the ball off or if he was going to pass. You know, if I saw him hand the ball off, the first thing that would come out of my mouth was, and the coaches taught us this, run. And so that would mean we would collapse and try to get the running back back there. But if I saw him do a fake, and then I, I would be on my guy. Now, something I would have to keep my focus. So if I saw he was going to pass, bird dog, one step, boom, all right, perfect. Next step, come on, all right. If I saw that he was going to pass, and here I am, Man, you guys didn't know you were going to get this today, did you? I didn't even know I was going to do this today. But anyways, I, 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 would, I would see this guy, and if this guy happened to be fat, up with him for whatever reason, and he took off, come on, and I'm running stride by stride with him, and they're going to throw the deep ball to him. They always told us, never get beat deep, never get beat deep. But if I was in this position, I have one thing to do. I don't have the time to turn around and look at the quarterback because I'm going to lose sight of where this guy is. But what I would do is I would focus on this guy. This guy knows if he's getting the ball, and he will turn. If he thinks he's getting the ball, he will turn his head, and something they taught us to do is look him in the eyes because his eyes are going to do this. And I would focus my attention on his eyes. And as he did that, they would teach us to do two things. Either look back for the ball and see if you can get a position to get it, or throw your hands up just to disrupt the play. And those were the two things that they taught to give these guys a hand. <clears throat> I say that to say this. Um, in 2022, it's important to set our gaze on the right things. And we have to start looking to God and stop looking to people. Amen. I want to read this scripture, Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. It says this. This is my, my text today. Look at this. And I want you to read it with me. Let your eyes look directly forward. Everyone say that with me again. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. 
ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Ponder, that word ponder, if you go back to that verse, that word ponder means to level the path for your feet. How many know it's a lot easier to walk on a level sidewalk than it is to walk on on crazy ground, right? So level the path for your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Verse 27 says this, do not swerve to the right or to the left. Okay, I did that backwards. Uh, Do not swerve to the right or to to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. That first part of that verse says, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you today for your word. God, I pray, Lord, that you would use me as a vessel today. God, I pray, Lord, that the things that you have put in my heart, Lord, would go forth. God, I I pray, Lord, you help me to get out of the way today. Have your will and way. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said, amen. So I want to say this. Uh, the, The way to keep your heart is to focus your eyes on the Lord. It's to focus your eyes on the Lord. In Matthew chapter 6, the, the scripture says this, the eye is the lamp of the body, and if your eye is healthy, then the whole body will be healthy. And basically saying this, what you set your eyes on will determine how healthy you are spiritually. There's a spiritual application there. So look at this. And then it says, if your eye uh, is unhealthy or or evil, the whole body will be in darkness. So if your eyes are focused on wickedness, it will pollute your heart. On the other hand, if you keep your eyes on the Lord, spend time with him in his word and worship him, you'll become like him is what Paul would say, and, and you are changed from glory to even greater glory as, as we behold the Lord. As we behold him, as we see him, as we look at him, we are going to go from glory to even greater glory is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3.18. And I want to ask you today, what are you looking at in 2022? I'm not against resolutions, and I, I, think, I think resolutions are good. Matter of fact, I think you need to set, it's good to just get a reset. It's a good time to start, right? We, we passed around the sun one time, so it's a good time to, to reset, right? And, and, but here's the question. I've got four simple truths I want to help, help us to propel us to look forward, to look forward to the Lord with intention and purpose in 2022. So I want to look at four things. I want to say four things. That will determine how we are looking at the Lord. Here's point number one, and I don't want to keep you long today, okay? We're talking about looking. Everyone look at your neighbor. Say, look. Look at your other neighbor. Say, look. All right. Number one, point number one. Here's the first thing we got to do. Look back and thank him. Everyone say, look back and thank him. Um, I talked about this. Have you, have you ever looked back over your life only to say, God, I'm only here because of you. There's no way that I would be here if it wasn't for you. So, so look at this. Second I, I, Thessalonians 5.18 says this. Be thankful in all circumstances. 
This is the will of God. The first part of that voice says, verse says, rejoice and, and pray without ceasing. But the, verse 18 says, be thankful in all circumstances. This is the will of God. I mentioned this uh, at, in, around Thanksgiving. And thankfulness is not just a, a, a day that we celebrate. Thankfulness is a lifestyle that we initiate. It's not just something that we do. It's something, it's something that we, we have to live by. You, could, you can, you, you know, we, I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays because you get to eat, 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 right? I love that. But can I tell you this? It's more than just that. It's being grateful in all circumstances because sometimes in my life, I don't always feel like being thankful, there's times where life is going to, to throw a lot of things at you, and you may not feel like being thankful in those moments. But here's what that verse is telling us. Be thankful in all circumstances. This is the will of God. We don't wait until our faith is so strong that Thanksgiving burst at the seams. We practice Thanksgiving because it's part of how we set our eyes on God and cultivate faith in Him. Amen? And thanksgiving, look at me, if you, if you are dealing with fear, if you are dealing with worry, and you are dealing with anxiety, I'm going to give you something. Thanksgiving pushes back against, against the full court press of worry, fear, and anxiety. A thankful heart is a grateful heart, amen? I love that. And a heart of thankfulness and gratitude is the best weapon against worry, fear, and anxiety. If you're feeling those things in your heart, I want to encourage you, start thanking God. You may not see the answer, but start to thank him in advance. Look at this, Psalms 136, 1 through 3. This is not a misprint. I want you to look at this. This is not a misprint in your Bible. It says this right here. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 2. Give thanks uh, to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Verse 3, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. Do you catch the theme of this chapter? Give thanks unto the Lord. Whatever you want to call him, the Lord, you want to call him God, you need to give thanks to him because this is, this is amazing to me. If you look at the translation of this in the NLT, it actually says give thanks 12 times. Okay, this translation doesn't say it. It only says it four times in this chapter. But throughout this chapter in the NLT, it says give thanks 12 times. It says give thanks, and then it gives the reason why you give thanks. Then it says give thanks, and it gives the reason why you give thanks. It says give thanks, gives the reason why you give thanks. Are you following me today? So check this out. What that tells me is that I am to give thanks, to look back over my life, to look back over 2021, and look at what God has done for me what God brought me out of and to begin to look back and give him thanks. The best thing I can do in coming into 2022 is say, God, thank you for keeping me. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Look at this. David, he gives thanks for how God delivered him, protected him, provided uh, in the past. In Psalms, if you look at Psalm 105 through 107, be, before uh, walking through the history of Israel was very fickled. How many know that the nation of Israel was very fickled, up and down? We're, we're going to serve God. We're going we're gonna to serve other gods. We're gonna serve, they were up and down. And, and in the history of their fickleness, God's faithfulness, David would write this in Psalms 105, verse 22. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. 
name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing him. Uh, sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Verse 5 says this. Remember the wondrous works. Look back over your life. Remember what God has brought you out and what he has done. His miracles and the judgments he uttered. So David is doing this. He is rehearsing God's works as a way of filling his heart with worship. When I'm thankful and I look back over my life, I can say, God, you've kept me. You sustained me. I don't deserve to be here, but it's only by your grace that I'm here. And I say, God, thank you. David does this. He looks back and he remembers God's faithfulness and he begins to thank him for it. And, and this helps him know God and, 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 and know that that God delivered him then, so God can deliver him now. So I'm going to tell you this. If God delivered you then in 2021, God can deliver you now. Amen? And David knows this. He can face today and he can face tomorrow because he's thankful for God's provision, power, and presence in the past. Give thanks for the times and the ways that God has provided and God's delivered and God's sustained and God has comforted you through trials in the past and God will help you in whatever worries you have today just like he's done before. Everyone say, look back. All right, number two right here. Look around and serve him. Number one. Look back and thank him. Number two, look around and serve him. What does it mean to serve? The word servant in the New Testament comes from the Greek word doulos. And it means a servant. And uh, an unpopular term that we would say or a slave. And it, it doesn't mean an involuntary slave. It means a voluntary slave. That's somebody who willingly gives himself to another. That's what a servant is. Someone who willingly gives of themselves to another. I, I love this. E even Jesus would say this. He would say this. The Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve for the ransom of sin. Jesus was the ultimate servant. He came on your behalf, on my behalf. He came to serve you. He came to die on a cross for your sins. He was the perfect example of a servant, one who followed that. And, and let me tell you, Jesus' example, I love this because we see this throughout Scripture, but Jesus' example was also uh, Paul used Jesus to help him get through some tough situations. I want to talk a little bit about Paul. Romans 1.1 says this, Paul, a servant... Ah, everyone say, everyone say a servant. Paul, a servant of, of who? Say it again, of who? Called to be an apostle set apart for the gospel of God. I want to talk about a servant. What are the qualities of a faithful servant? I just want to use, I'm going to look at Paul's life just, to, just for a moment here. Four things. If you're taking notes, write this down. Here's the qualities of a faithful servant. Number one, they're obedient. They follow the leading of the Lord. Not my will, but thine be done. Who said that? Jesus said that. Lord, if this cup could pass from me, but, but nevertheless, 
Nevertheless, Lord, not my will but thine be done. Paul, he understood something about the leading of the Lord. Many of you know, as, as we've been walking through on Wednesday nights, going through a lot of the New Testament and learning about Paul, there was moments where Paul, he wanted to go to Asia. He wanted to go minister to Asia. And when he got to Asia, God turned him and sent him to Greece to minister to other people. You know what that's called? The following, the leading of the Lord. Not my will. Paul said, not my will, God. I want to go to Asia, but Lord, you're sending me to Greece, Lord, I will go and I will preach the gospel wherever you allow me to go. Obedient, number one. Number two, right here. Humble. Everyone say humble. The servant, not not known. Uh, uh, it's, it's all about a humble spirit. And Paul knew, Paul knew this. He would say this. Uh, he, would, he would say towards the end of his life, I am the chief of all sinners. I am nothing without Christ. He understood where his authority came from. He, he, he knew that. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart. He set apart for the gospel for God. It's only because of you, God, that I'm able to stand where I'm at. Walking in humility. Number three right here, sacrificial. Everyone say sacrificial. I love this. Paul would submit his own plans. It's what a servant does. They submit their own plans and say, hey, God, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about getting my way, but here it is. Lord, you do whatever you're going to do. And Paul was just as comfortable. Look at this. I love this. Man, if, you're, if you want to be in the ministry, you can learn something from Paul right here. Paul was just as comfortable preaching to a guard in prison as he was preaching in front of a crowd like this. He never stopped guards chained to him in prison and he would sit there and he would just they're chained to me I might as well just start loving on and he would preach the gospel to him and they would send another guard and that guard's probably like my goodness I got to get out of here and he, he would preach the gospel again and sitting in jail in a place that most of us would probably crawl curl up in a ball and quit he is writing letters and he's encouraging people saying stay stay uh, stand fast in the Lord and don't give up and don't waver this way or that way he's encouraging people he submitted his own plans and and here's the thing Paul was educated Paul was educated he 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 could run with the Pharisees and and before his moment that God uh, moved him on the Damascus road where Jesus where he saw Jesus he was changed um, uh, abundantly but before he he did that he would run with the pharisees he could run with the pharisees i'm just as smart as them i'm educated i am a pharisee i am a pharisee's pharisee is what he would say but look at this he would say lord i'm willing to let all that die to know you christ it's not important it's not my will look at this they keep they keep the focus on god everyone say keep the focus on god no matter the circumstance, they are always trusting in the goodness and the mercy of God. That's a hard one to follow. Sometimes I don't feel like that. Sometimes when it doesn't go my way, I want to jump in there and help the Lord out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I the only one? Huh. I'm sure at moments Paul was probably like, what am I doing? He's beaten. You know, he was shipwrecked. He was thrown in jail, falsely accused, and eventually would die for the cause of Christ. But yet, this is what he did. He kept his focus on God. Look at this. Number five, motivated by love. Everyone say motivated by love. Paul's drive and motivation was the love of Jesus Christ. 
Paul loved God. Paul loved others. Matter of fact, in 2 Corinthians, I believe chapter 5, he says, the love of Christ compels us. <laughs> it's, what, it's what draws us. It's the love of Christ. It's not anything. It's not my enticing words. He would even say that. I, I don't come to you with enticing words. Paul would say that. But, but, he, but love is what draws us. It compels us to him. So you say, oh, well, that's cute, TJ. Those are nice five-point sermonette, five sermonette you got right there in the middle of your sermon. That's cute, TJ, but that's Paul. How does that translate to me? 2022. Look at this. Paul, after his transformation, would devote his life to serving Jesus and others. The gospel's simple. We overcomplicate it. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. You want to solve every problem in the world? Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. The gospel, and Jesus would say this, the law hangs on these two things. Love the Lord God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. That's why Paul, in, in most of his books that, that he added there in the New Testament, is it, he refers to himself as a servant, as the doulos, or as the time and time again, the one who gives himself to another. I'm not my own. I'm giving myself to Christ. And he looked around every place he went, and he found a place to serve somehow, some way. Can I tell you, in 2022, some of you have been sitting idle, have been sitting on your hands. And let me tell you something. God has not called you to be a consumer Christian. God has called you to serve others. Hear me, hear me today. God has called you to get up off of your duff and to start serving others. But I like people serving me. Serve someone else. Give of yourself. Can I tell you this? Uh, get plugged in some way, somehow. Find a place. How do I do that? Uh, talk to me. We'll find some way for you to get plugged in. We always need more people to do more things around here. I can give you some real practical things. Look at this. Get plugged into the church. Uh, you know, and, and, and this week I had, I had someone call me, and they, and they called me, and they said, I, I just want to let you know, Pastor, uh, I know that this person is a shut-in, and I know that they're, they're by themselves, and, and I, I just want to let you know I went by and saw them. And you know what I said? Thank you for doing that. Thank you for seeing that need and just doing that. Thank you for loving on that person and praying and spending time with that person. Find a way to serve. What about this? Serve, serve in time. Uh, on one of our teams, serve, serve in the media, serve as the greeter, serve, so teach a class, volunteer your time and skills, help us build something. Whatever you have, serve with all your might. Scripture says whatever you find with your hand, do it with all your might. Serve. And God, this week it was amazing because I had a friend who called me. I had two friends who called me this week. And I was here uh, at the church, and I was, I was just, you know, spending some time with the Lord. And one of my friends called me, and I, and I didn't expect him to call me. He hadn't called me in, in months and probably even almost a year. And he called me, and he just, he said, I, I felt the need to call you. And I was like, well, that's, that's awesome. And he began to call, and, and he began to encourage me, and he began to lift me up. And he said, I've had you on my heart, and I've been praying for you, and I'm with you. And listen, I'll stand with you. What can 
can I pray with you about? What do you need? How can I be of service to you? How can I help you? Can I tell you something? I need people like that in my life. You need people like that in your life. And you know what I told him after I got, when I was getting off the phone? I said, thank you for being obedient to God. I did not know that I needed this today. Serve. It's that simple. Look around. Find something to do for the Lord and do it with all your might. Everyone say, look around. Here's the third one. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Third one right here. Look ahead and trust him. Everyone say, look ahead. And trust him. Proverbs 3.5 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your what? Mm. I like the first part of that verse. I really don't like the second part of that verse. And do not lean on your own understanding. One of the hardest things that you'll have to do as a Christian and as a believer is putting your full trust in, in Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, sometimes I don't think he's moving fast enough. Sometimes I want it my way. I want it my way, right? I don't even know who sees that, Wayne Newton? Someone help me out. Is that right? Is that right? I don't know. Terrible, terrible song. All right. Terrible song to live by if you're a Christian. I want it my way. No, no, no. Be the opposite. I want it Jesus' way. Hey, right? Right? <laughs> And, and um, maybe you're here today and say, hey, Pastor, I've prayed for this need, and I haven't got an answer, and I, and I feel like giving up. And, and last year I prayed for this door to open, and, and it didn't open, and I prayed for this sickness and, and, and for healing, and, and then the sickness got worse. Or, 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 and, 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 or I prayed for my marriage, and it just got worse. And ever, ever, has anybody ever just felt like giving up? You felt like quitting? Just like, man, enough's enough. I can't do it anymore. It seems impossible. And God's just taking his merry little time. And you're like, God, I need an answer. And God's just like, yeah, ah, just trust me. Just relax. And, and this is what happens. We often go to default and, 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 and try to help God out. We try, instead of letting God be the pilot and us be the co-pilot, you know what? Really, we shouldn't even be the co-pilot. We should just be in the back seat and say, God, take me where you want to take me. But here we are. We're trying to, hey, Jesus, can you step over here? Let me drive for a little bit. I'll get us there just a little bit faster. And that's what happens in our lives. It's like trying to fit a round peg in a square hole that's what we do right god this is gonna work we're gonna make it work and god's like no it's not that time it's not the right season it's not the right place it's not the right thing it's what happens to us we often get distracted and instead of looking ahead trusting the lord we get distracted we're like the dogs on up squirrel Right? The movie up with the dogs, you know. They're talking away. They have little voice things and they're talking. Then also, squirrel. And their focus is lost. And that's the way we are spiritually. We're not looking and we're not trusting God. And the devil's saying, hey, I got a squirrel over here. We're like, whoa, whoa. That's it. And this is what happens. We, we get discouraged and we... Walk away from God. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 through 46, we see the story of Elijah. There had been a drought for three years, and Ahab is looking for Elijah. 
He's kind of got a manhunt going on for him because he's wanting it to talk to the prophet to find out uh, when it's going to rain. Matter of fact, when he meets him, he <laughs> Ahab meets Elijah. God, God says, "Reveal yourself to Ahab." So then he's, he, you know, so Elijah shows him to Ahab. Ahab calls him. He goes, "You troublemaker in Israel." Is what Ahab calls Elijah right there. He says, "You're a troublemaker of Israel." And Elijah said, "I'm not the troublemaker. You're the one that's not following God's will." And, and so in that moment, so there he is. And, 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 and so Elijah, he reveals himself to Ahab. And, and then there in, in, in the 18th chapter, he takes down the prophet's bell. And, and in verse 41, he tells Ahab to go eat and drink, for there is the sound of rushing rain. Now, is it raining? He's prophesying. He's looking, looking ahead, trusting God. I love this story. I love this. There's so many great things in this story. And, and there it says he gets on Mount Carmel and he sits, uh, uh, sits down. Oh, man, I, I don't know who I want to pick on. Wyatt, come, what, come help me, buddy. Come on. Sit right here. where Everyone, sit right here on your, on, yeah, come up here. Come up here. Crisscross applesauce for me, buddy. Can you do that? Can you put, can you put your legs up? There you go. Now, now just pull them out a little bit. Spread them out a little bit. Put your feet down on the floor. Pick your feet up. Pick your feet up. Put your feet on the floor. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. You see what I have to deal with? I'm just playing. He's a good kid. All right. But the scripture says this. Elijah is sitting there on Mount Carmel, and he, his head is between his legs. That's what the scripture says. He's sitting there in this position. And he's sitting there and he's praying. And he looks up. He looks up and he looks at his servant and he says, Hey, go see, go to the sea and see if it's raining. Hey, go to the sea and see if it's So the servant of the Lord goes and he goes to the sea and he looks and he says, Not a cloud in the sky. All right, coming back. And he goes back and he says, No rain, no rain. And he says, Hey, Go again. Okay, so then he goes again. <sighs> Not again. That's like the weatherman in Indiana. Got it wrong again. All right. Go again. Go again. So third time he goes. No rain. All right. <sighs> I got my steps in today. All right. Go again. Fourth time. Fifth time. Sixth time. Finally, on the seventh time, he says, go again. So the servant goes, and he looks, and he sees off in the distance. <sighs> There's a cloud. It looks like a hand. It's coming up out of the sea. And Elijah, he says, listen, it's about to rain. Go tell Ahab to get back because the sound of rain is coming. And let me tell you something today. Thanks, bud. You can go. Let me tell you something today. Some of you have been praying about things, and you feel like you're on the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh time. Can I tell you something? Don't lose trust in God. 
Elijah knew something. God spoke it to him, and he could have got discouraged. He could have quit. He could have said, man, the third time, this ain't happening. I'm giving up. I'm quitting. But he knew what God said. And some of you need to remind yourself what God told you. Some of you need to look back and remember what God told you and stand on that and say, God, I am trusting you in 2022. I love that. I love that. The reason I love that, that, that position that you see Elijah in in that moment with his head down, it's the same position that a woman is in when she's giving birth, and he's in that position. And some of us need to wait for the full gestation for things to be birthed in our life in prayer and spirituality. Can I tell you, are you positioning yourself for God? Do you trust him? Psalms 27 says this, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord. Can I tell you something today? Trust in the name of Jesus. Look ahead and trust him. Everyone say, look ahead and trust him. Number four, right here. Last one. Look up and expect him. Look up and expect him. Come on. Everyone say, look up and expect him. I always heard this growing up. The breeding ground for miracles is a heart of expectation. What are you expecting from God in 2022? Do you want more of the same or do you want to go to greater heights and greater depths of the Lord? What are you expecting from him? See, I've learned this in my life. Trusting God will lead you to expecting from God. Those two things go hand in hand. When I learn to trust in God, I begin to expect from God because he always comes through on his word. What are you expecting from God? Let me give you a few examples here. Moses would trust and expect God to do something amazing with the Israelites backed up to the Red Sea, not knowing which way to go, Pharaoh's army behind them would put his trust in God God told him what to do. He would raise his rod. The sea would be split. They would walk across on dry land. And the enemy that was trying to kill them, God, would devour in the sea. What are you expecting from God? David would expect God to deliver him the victory over Goliath and would send the Philistine army running to the hills. None of those other guys in the army wanted to fight Goliath, but little old David's like, I ain't trained, but I got something that you guys don't. The Spirit of God is with me. I just expect it. Elijah would expect God to answer his prayer as God would ignite his altar and the other altar of the prophets of Baal, and he would annihilate all the prophets of Baal. What about this? What about the three Hebrew boys? I'm not going to bow. Well, you're going to die. I'm not going to bow. I'm going to trust the Lord. You know, they, they lit the furnace seven times hotter than what it, what it normally would be. And they threw them in there. And Nebuchadnezzar's looking down in there. And he says, why is there four guys down there? Because we threw in three. 
God will meet your expectations. All you got to do is trust in him. Amen. Ephesians 3.20 says this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. What are you expecting from God in 2022? Most of us have resolutions. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to read more books. I'm going to go to bed at a decent time. I'm going to get up early. All of us have these resolutions and they're, they're all great. But can I tell you something? You want something that's eternal? Let me ask you, what are you expecting from God in 2022? I don't know about you. I, I said it earlier. I'm, I'm looking to Jesus in 2022. I don't know about you. I'm not going to look to the left. And I'm not going to look to the right. But I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on him. Hebrews says, fixing our eyes on him, the initiator, and the one who fulfills our faith. Huh. I'm... I'm looking back over the last year, and I'm grateful for all those things. And I'm looking, and I'm thanking God for all the blessings of my life. Um, I'm looking around, and I'm going to serve him better than I ever have in 2022. I'm going to love on him better. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to serve others better. I'm going to be better, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a difference for the kingdom. And look, look at this. I, I'm looking ahead, and I'm going to trust him. I won't be discouraged when it doesn't go my way, but I'm still going to trust him. I'm going to position myself in prayer that God can birth a miracle, that God God can move, that God can make it rain when it hasn't rained. And then the last thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to look up with expectation for God to do the miraculous in 2022. Stand with me all across this building. God is going to do the miraculous in me. God is going to do the miraculous in my family. God is going to do the miraculous in this church. God, we expect it. God, we believe it. Lord, we trust in you. We thank you, Jesus. Hmm. We love you, Jesus. If you're here today and you say, hey, Pastor, I, I just want to go into 2022 with zeal and power. I'm going to do something today and do something a little different than I normally do. I'm going to open these altars today. I'm going to ask you to take a step of faith. Listen, that means maybe this year you're going to have to do something you've never done before. If you want to go where you've never been, you've got to do what you've never done. And so that may mean that you may have to get out of your comfort zone here, and you may have to come up here and take a step of faith and say, hey, God, here I am. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Send me. Lord, this is it. And so I want to give you that moment. I, I, these altars are open right now. Come on. I know there's people, I know, I know the Holy Spirit's dealing in this place. I know there's people here that, that say, hey, pastor, I am going to expect greater things. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, I need some people to pray with these people. I need, I need, some, I need some of our, our, our prayer warriors. I, I just need anybody. Come on, come on. Lord, I am expecting. God, I am trusting. God, whew, I'm going to serve better. God, I'm going to do more. God, I'm going to, I'm going to do more. God, I'm going to look back over my life. I'm going to live with thankfulness. 
We worship you, Jesus. If you're in your seat, would you lift your hands and just begin to worship the Lord? Lord, move us, Lord, to greater compassion. God, move us to serve, God, at a greater capacity, God, to be a, a greater outreach to our community, Lord, to love on people, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Lord, we trust in you. God, through every circumstance, God, we believe. Come on, sing this out. And I believe that you're my portion. I believe you're more than enough for me. Oh, Jesus, you're all I need. And nothing. Lord, that they need, Lord. God, those that are seeking truth, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help them to trust in you, God, in new ways in 2022. God, I pray, Lord, that you would help them to, 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 to come with greater expectation, Lord, of you, Lord, that they would depend solely on you and you alone. God, I pray, Lord, that you would open avenues for them to serve, God. God, greater ways to serve you and to serve others. God, help us to be the hands and the feet that you've called us to be. And God, I pray, Lord, as we 
we look back over 2021, God, maybe it wasn't the best year, but God, we can look back and we could see pieces of how you sustained us and how you kept us and how you, how you brought us through. And God, we are grateful and we are thankful for that. How many are grateful that God does miracles? Amen. Amen. Thank you for your patience today. Listen, if you're praying, feel, feel free to pray this morning. I, I, I don't want to rush you out of the altars, but I, I do want to do this. Would you raise your hand? And I want to bless you today. Listen, 2022, coming into a fresh year. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen. Aren't you glad you chose to be here this morning? Amen. What a great, what a great message, Pastor. If you're a guest with us today, we're so honored that you came out. If you maybe you're a guest online, uh, we got ways that you can reach out to us and, and just let us know what we can do to disciple you and partner with you. But in front of you, there's a connection card. If you can fill this out and take it uh, back to our welcome center, we've got a gift just for you. We want to get to know you better, as Pastor said earlier. If you got prayer needs that, that we can pray with you with, please fill it out. Let us know, and let us know what brought you in today. We'd like to know, you know, how are we discipling? How are we getting the word of our church out there to letting people know that we've got a we've got a house full of family here that just wants to love on each other? So let us know. Giving boxes are outside the sanctuary, and then we've got one up in the balcony as well if you want to give your tithes and offerings in check or money. And then we've also got ways that you can tithe online, different ways if you're, if you're listening from home today. Everyone is invited to participate in the Ranger Derby car race. If you would like to build a Ranger Derby car, the kit is $4 to participate in the race on February 26th. The cost is $13 a car. Please sign up. The Ranger Car Worship at the information desk. That was a lot to read. David Bush is leading this. I don't think David, I don't think the Bush family's here today, but uh, if you see David, if you've got any questions, and he can lead you with it. Uh, we've got the Beyond Broken Hearts. We'll meet Tuesday, January 4th here at 7 p.m., and the Healing Hearts Ministry will meet Thursday, January 6th at 7 p.m., and then this Wednesday, we're going to kick off a deep study of Colossians during the adult class on Wednesday nights starting at 7 o'clock. Y'all are dismissed. Thank you.